Hello and welcome to The Pathway. My name is Tim Deeks, and in this podcast, we dive deep into the lives of interesting characters from a wide range of backgrounds. No matter if the guest is a leader in business, sport, media, or politics, everyone has a pathway through life. And it is my ambition that through each guest's unique story, you'll be able to take something away to put into action on your own path. So let's start walking. And I'm very pleased to say that my guest today is Anne Peacock. She's the General Manager of Community and Charity for Crown, but she's been the face of Crown for well over 20 years. She's someone that has a wide range of public relations and marketing experience, and I'm grateful that she's taken the time to speak about her pathway. Welcome, Anne. Thank you so much, Tim. It's wonderful to speak to you. You wear many hats now, but I'm interested. What was your first job? (laughs) My first job... Um, was in radio and I just left school. The results for my HSC, as it was in those days, hadn't come through, but I was determined once. I knew I wasn't going to university. I was never going to get the score. So I wanted to go into the workplace and start from the very bottom. And I was very um, grateful to get a job at Radio Station 3XY, which I'm sure none of your listeners would have heard of. It was the number one rock and roll station on the AM dial, because at that point we didn't have FM. And I was given a job of a glorified title was accounts clerk, but basically I was male girl. And I franked, once again, your people wouldn't know what franking was. <laughs> I franked hundreds of letters every day from accounts. And I moved through that job over the two years that I was at 3XY by working 16, 18 hours a day, taking on any position I could to learn more. No extra pay, but if I could learn how to be a panel operator in radio, if I could ride out on uh, on the buses or, you know, the little four-wheel drives that yeah, FM course. radio stations have these days of the cars going out and doing promotion drops, I'd do that. Whatever I could do outside of the duties that I was assigned, I signed up for. How important was it to begin at the bottom and really learn the business inside and out? Well, I think it's terribly important. Even if you've got um, a university background, uh, unless you understand the business from from the bottom all the way through, you actually don't have a comprehension of what those in the company are challenged with. To learn the business that you're, you want to dedicate yourself to, you actually have to start at the bottom. And something well, that's my belief. No, my belief. No, absolutely. Other people think they can get a university degree and step right into a, you know, middle management or senior management position. But I don't believe in that. I think you actually have to have the hands-on um, experience from knowing what the business is, how it operates, and how you can play a major part in that going forward. Do you remember your first day? Do you remember how you felt walking into this, you know, rock and roll station? Absolutely terrified. There I am, a 17-year-old, just out of school person, and everyone else has been in the workforce for a while. It's so humiliating. It, um, But it was like work experience, basically, because I was that young. And my eyes were just open, and they stayed that way for those two years that I was at 3XY. It's so refreshing. The, the thing I love about this um, doing this podcast series is speaking to so many people that have um, you know important positions and they they appear so confident from from the outside, but they all have the the same anxieties on you know on their first day and beginning their journey. Now you well, yeah no you. Go, I might, sorry to interrupt him. I might just say 
it's not just first day. It's it's a lot of the time. I'm still after 25 years at Crown and oh, 35 years in the workforce or something. I'm not good at maths, but you know, I did work with your dad on my third <laughs> year out of school, um, so he would know how old I am, but uh, and how long I've been working for. But um, no, it's not just your first day or your end of your first year. It's 25 years into being at Crown, I still get insecure about perhaps that wasn't the right decision. Maybe I could have done it better. And that's fantastic because if you don't challenge yourself, um, then you'll never learn to be better. I always say constructive criticism is fantastic. Don't take it the wrong way. Think of it as being just that, constructive. You can do better. So tell me how. It's really interesting you say that because there's something about you, you the way you present, how articulate you are. Is there a way that you combat the anxiety? Well, um, those that are very close to me know that I am so not like that person that you've just described. I am so nervous before I speak. It doesn't matter if I'm speaking to a group of 12 or if I'm speaking to a group of 1,200. I am so nervous. And I do remember um, for many years I presented because Crown was the uh, major sponsor of the Oaks, the Crown Oaks, a great race for fillies here in Australia, even perhaps one of the greatest races for fillies in the world. And to do that presentation, I had to make a speech and all sorts of things went wrong plenty of times. But I remember asking a dear friend of mine is Stephen Quartermain and I remember seeing him host the Brownlow Medal at Crown in the Palladium, but it was telecast to so many people. And I said to him, Quarters, how is it that you don't appear nervous? And he said, you've got to know your stuff. And he's absolutely right. And I ensured that any time now, going forward, even back then and before then, before you step up to that microphone, before you step up in front of anyone, know your stuff, know what you're talking about. Because things can throw you, um, your own confidence can throw you, but if you know your stuff, you'll be able to get through. You'll be able to talk through it. You can't pretend. No, if people will, will um, you can't trick a tricker, as mm. I always say. And they'll know that you don't know what you're talking about unless you do. That's really great advice. I think preparation is definitely the key. You mentioned Crown. How did you first become involved with the business? Um, I went from 3XY to 3UZ. Um, I did that for a year and then I went to Channel 9 for a couple of years, uh, reading the weather and doing news presentations. Then I took a few years off and I worked in hospitality. Uh, And then I came back to write for a couple of women's magazines And I secured a job as a producer at Channel 9. I worked on various shows there. Neil Mitchell had a show called Talking Melbourne on a Sunday night. How you do talkback radio on television, that was uh, a challenge. But, uh, of course, Neil's fantastic at uh, accepting challenges. And um, I worked on another morning chat show. And I went and took a little bit of time off and I just went, I'm just not being satisfied. I'd always wanted to be a presenter back in television again or radio. But at some point in time in your career, you've got to realize this isn't working. No one wants me. And you can hang around hoping and praying that someone will give you a job in television or radio. But it's not 
always going to be that way. So rather than get upset by it, you've got to look, okay, where are my other talents? Where can I put my energy? And Crown had just opened. It had been open for about six months. And what I saw in that temporary casino was it was all bad news publicity. It was all bad. It was the first casino in Victoria and people were talking about gambling and and, um, all sorts of associated issues with that. But what I saw was an opportunity to talk about the good. There were great restaurants. There was great entertainers there. Let's just, the world of entertainment was the slogan for Crown. And that's what it can be. You can walk into Crown now and you don't have to see a gaming machine. You don't have to see a gaming table. There's world-class restaurants, wonderful movie theatres, great shows up in the Palms, the showroom. Um, There's so much more to Crown um, the three five-star hotels or one six-star hotel. It, it's not necessarily all about gambling and that's what I felt the message needed to come out. So I badgered and badgered and put my resume forward and finally I, I did get an interview with the um, head of marketing and he hired me on the background of the work that I'd done previously um, and, and my commitment to saying there's got to be more. And there are more good news stories out of this property that need to sort of balance out with what was going on in the media at the time. Did you have mentors along the way that that guided you through? Um, Well, Tim, this is the beauty about people your age. You embrace mentors and you seek assistance. Back in those days, we didn't really have them to the degree and the effectiveness that you've got them these days. There was a lady um, who I worked with at 3XY who was since one of my bestest friends, and that's Sue Gadinsky. Mm. Um, she was like the queen of PR in Melbourne and, and queen of rock and roll in Melbourne working for 3XY. She was someone that I admired, looked up to, tried to see through the way she worked, um, was privileged when I was able to sit in on meetings with her, um, have some time with her. There were also some other people that I learned so much from in news, uh, Tracy Grimshaw. I watched the way she worked, Joe Hall. I learned so much from these women, but it was at a time when we didn't really have mentors. Did you really take the best bits of all of them, do you think? Oh, yes, but you also view when they're having a tough time too and how they work through it. And that's what I find is really important these days because Nothing is easy. I mean, as much and all as, as, I mean, this program is so wonderful because you're allowing people to share some of the challenges that they've had along their way, not only personally, but most importantly, professionally is is what this is about. Um, And it's, it's all about learning from others. And I keep my eyes open still to this day. I'm 54, but I love my career young. and I want my Super career to yeah. <laughs> I want my career to keep going, but I can't be complacent. None of us can. We must be motivated. Otherwise, you know, as the last few weeks um, of this coronavirus have shown us, I can stare at my coffee machine every morning as it spits out coffee and go, yep, here we go again. I don't want life to be like that. I want challenges, motivation, and with that comes happiness and um, contentment and, and the ability to share that. 
What do you enjoy most about being the face of Crown? Representing a brand that I have had, obviously, a very uh, strong and long investment in because of all the great things. Crown is an amazing employer. Um, The programs that they have for employees are absolutely incredible to do, as I said, to keep learning, to keep motivated. I just um, am thrilled that every year there's new motivations. We may have the same events come, or previously we did, from year to year, but you've got to reinvent them. So it's a great challenge to do that. So I enjoy the challenge of working in, in an industry that I absolutely adore with people I admire and respect and I'm very happy to be there at the moment. You've been involved in running some of Melbourne's biggest events at Crown. Do you have one that stands out as a favourite? Oh, what a question. I think the Spring Racing Carnival is is my biggest one because, as I said before, the challenge of standing up there doing the Oaks presentation and all the things that went wrong it's the one thing that stands out for me is a great learning curve and achievement once you get through. Tim, there's nothing better than being absolutely scared, witless about doing something and getting through it successfully. That's, it's a great challenge. So Spring Racing Carnival would be um, one of mine and, and bringing to life that event, the Oaks Club Ladies Lunch, which we began holding at Crown at the Temporary Casino and it's now grown into 15, 1,600 women in the Palladium on the Wednesday before the Oaks, on the Thursday of the Carnival. It's the greatest event for women at the Spring Racing Carnival, and I'm so thrilled and honoured that I've been part of that growth. How do you feel after one of those big events, you know, 1,500, 1,600 women? You must, you must just be – it's such energy and stimulation from that. How do you feel after? Um, just – Happy, happy it went well, but not, 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 not in a boastful way because, do you know what? Tomorrow there's another challenge. There's always another challenge. There's not enough time to rest on your morals that, wow, what a great job that was just done. There's always something else. It's like, um, and you remind me, there's a wonderful charity that Crown supports and have done so since the inception, the Million Dollar Lunch, which raises some um, funds for the Children's Cancer Foundation. When we reached $2 million and people were saying, let's rename it to the $2 million lunch, and people say, you must be so proud. I actually don't sit back and take time to reflect on that because there's more work to be done for the Children's Cancer Foundation. So we got a great result. Terrific. That was due to so many people working, and I'm honoured to have been a part of those that have worked hard. There are many people that come together to get that sort of result. So for someone to say, oh, you must feel so proud. No, um, actually, I haven't stopped to think because it's not me. There's many people that should feel that way. And there's as much as as much money as we earn each year for the Children's Cancer Foundation, more is needed. You're constantly involved in charity and community. What is it about community and charity that you enjoy so much? I've got this expression which I basically model my being around, which is while you can, you do. So while I can give back, I will do so. There will come a point in time where I can't, but while I can, it gives me, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I have two beautiful, beautiful, wonderful, healthy boys. I have had 
the most amazing upbringing with um, a devoted mother and father. I have two beautiful sisters. I'm so lucky. So we don't all have those experiences. And, and if I'm in a position to assist those who are not having that experience, then that's what I want to do. Your mum was very philanthropic. Did you learn a lot from her? Ah, oh, well, mum and dad, you know, yeah. um, dad was a minister and served for the Liberal Party for over 25 years. His commitment to the country has been extraordinary. I think it's just something that was perhaps ingrained. My grandfather was a state minister for the Victorian Liberal Party. It's just a way of, I just appreciate everything and all opportunities um, that have come my way and my family's way. And, and I realise that I'm in a better position than other people and I want to help those people. I mean, homelessness is one of the biggest issues here in um, Victoria, in Melbourne particularly, and safety. And those two issues are incredibly important to me. I would also like to point out the incredible work that you do for Crown in fundraising and philanthropy and in particular working with the Salvation Army. You've been at the forefront of of leading the charge for our employees to embrace the Salvos and um, so you deserve a a hell of a pat on the back and congratulations for that. And, And you ask yourself, where did it come from? Why do you want to do that? Is it because you just want to help people? You want no to doubt. help people. No doubt. I think Crown gives you such an amazing platform to Correct. to give back. And yes. I was so proud of your first answer. This is exactly how I feel. You know, you do hear some of the negativity um, that comes with the business, but the, the amazing things that we do and the, and the incredible things that we can be associated in, it is, is truly best employer. I mean, you've been there 25 years? Just over 25 Just years. 25 yeah. years. All right. What's kept you, what's kept your, your passion alive? It's a brilliant company to work for. I, when I first started, I was working, Lloyd Williams was the chairman and he was, um, extraordinarily hands-on and the work ethic that he put into us, the commitment that he um, engaged from us was absolutely phenomenal. I still, to this day, sleep with my phone on in case I'm called. Now, I'm not in the position anymore that I'm 24-7, but some of the things that, you know, you'd walk into the office at 7.30 in the morning and you'd be so Spooked walking past the fax machine. Once again, something that many of your people probably don't remember, but a fax machine was so important to us. And sure enough, at 4.30 in the morning, there'd be a fax from Lloyd and it would be, oh my gosh. He he just built this loyalty into you. And the Packers had that as well. And because I'd worked for them at Channel 9, I had this sense of loyalty you're not working for a company when you work for someone like Lloyd Williams or, or Kerry, James, Ross, Great or Packer. You're working for a family and that's the way they treat you. Mm. And um, the way Crown st- is now with the changes that have occurred, that loyalty hasn't changed. We all feel that commitment and it's because we get a great opportunity ourselves and the company looks after us. There's an ad. But it's the truth. I love it. No, 100%. I can, I can back that up 110%. I've just got, I'm very respectful of your time because I know how busy you are. I've just got three rapid fire questions. If there was another profession that 
isn't in the publicity and marketing space that you'd like to attempt, what would it be? Well, many years ago, I thought that I wanted to do a um, uh, like an etiquette school. There was June Daly Watkins, who was a dear, dear family friend. And etiquette is not about necessarily how you hold your knife and fork. It's how to be a better person within the person that you are. What I'd like to do now is is do that with underprivileged women, women who have suffered, I don't know how to use the words without offending people, women of domestic violence, let's say, women that are coming out of domestic violence, women that are bringing up uh, children on their own. Because these days, to present yourself for a job interview, for a lot of companies, it's the way you do present. And I'd love the opportunity to work with some women on, okay, how do we be be better within ourselves? How do we make ourselves feel better inside so we reflect that to other people, giving confidence when you don't feel it, presenting yourself. And there's there's a couple of great charities that work with women about I think second chance in in women donate some work clothes so these women can front up to interviews wearing very good quality pre-owned clothes. That's part of it. I just want to help other women get back on their feet with a career, with some money coming in so they can look after their own. That's a fantastic idea. I love that. Now, what's your favourite way to relax? Well, I try to make sure I go for a little jog walk every morning just for 15 or 20 minutes so there's that just to switch the mind off in the morning though I am listening to talk back radio when I'm doing it so I don't know how much my mind is switching off and reading books and I've read some fantastic books over the last few weeks and Australian authors are my absolute favorites and at the moment the crime ones are incredible so um and then I switch into from some major crime thriller book into the old romantic Danielle Steele or something. Uh, so, like my book drawer, I've got about, I've been buying about four books a week during this corona crisis and just trying to get through a book a day if I can. It's the greatest form of relaxation. I used to find the same mental relief when I played the piano. I don't play the piano anymore, unfortunately. So, I get it out on my books. We'll have to get you out in the uh, in the in front of the R bar and, and see if you've still got the skills on the piano. No, I don't. I've passed it on to my son. He's brilliant. You're able to book him anytime you like. <laughs> Do you have a book that you give most often to friends? No, because I go through so many so quickly. No, I do share my books with my friends, so I shouldn't say that because they should be buying their own and supporting the industry. But um, I just do love sharing, and some of these books are just gripping. So I've got a couple of girlfriends that share that passion, so it's good good to be able to share those books around. True crime. I like it. If you had a billboard which would get a message out to millions of people, what would you have written on it? You've already given us a couple of great mantras, but I'm very interested in this answer. Well, I'd keep coming back to the same one and I've used it a hundred times over um, and I'll, I'll, I'll use it in closing today. While you can, you do. Uh, while you can, you should. We, while we've got opportunities, let's use them. Whether that be for yourself, I think more importantly for others, but if that's the way you are, while you can use an opportunity to better yourself, while you can use an opportunity to better someone else, please do it.
because there won't be the opportunity always. Thank you so much, Anne. You've got so many amazing talents and I think a lot of people would have taken something away from this chat. I really appreciate your time and I hope you have a fantastic rest of the day. Look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you, Tim. You too. And thank you very much for asking me to be a part of this. You've given me um, a wonderful feeling that um, if there's something that someone can take out of this, that I think you're marvellous to do this program. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe, tell your friends, and join me next time on The Pathway.